week we'll be talking about Arrival, specifically Season of Arrivals, because, well, to get a bad joke out of the way ahead of time, this podcast has officially arrived. I'm Mordak, a.k.a. Charlie, joined by... Nero, a.k.a. Chris. And yeah, we're going to be talking about Arrivals this year. I, a season that I might argue... I, I think it's the best season of the first Activision list year event of uh, Destiny at this point. Like, it's... I have not had this much fun since Shadowkeep happened, and, like, Undying was a bad part of Shadowkeep. And this is the first, like, standalone season, I guess, that's separate from the big content drop. I mean, Shadowkeep was great. Undying certainly existed. I was getting married at the time of Undying, so I think I played the correct amount of that. I know you went... Too far? Yeah. I needed the seal, man. Yeah. That seal. It's an okay seal. It's... It's not as good as this. It's not as good as what's it like? Forerunner for Undying? Not Undying <sighs> for Arrivals. Yeah, but it just brings me back to Halo because goddamn through Reach. Yeah, has some funny stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So um, obviously you listen to this. You're a Destiny fan. So you're familiar with the season of Arrivals. Uh, me and Nero had kind of an interesting first day of Arrivals where I don't think like we'd never played a season. I guess the seasonal content offerings together for like until this one happened, I don't think, right? Not as an initial run through, no. Yeah, you got to hear my high pitch everything is a gambit squee. My god, my ears burn. <laughs> as a It's Gambit! It's fucking Gambit. I, I I don't know which audio cue you got for that, but I got the extra good one. It was um Eris saying something with just Drifter chiming in. Like just cutting her off, being like transmat firing. So I have like, what is this? What are we about to? Oh shit! It's Gambit. I think I got them flirting together, but you know that's half the dialogue anyway. Yeah, my favorite odd couple of the game so far. I, I don't think you can top what they've written those characters as. Like it, unless you're gonna give me uh, Drifter yucking it up with someone else, you're gonna have a very hard time beating Drifter and Eris. Just from a that's true. That's true. Yeah, like two of the better written characters of the game that like have good lore behind them, and I actually care about, like, in a abstract way, what they think of my character. <laughs> fuck Zavala, fuck, Z- uh, fuck Akora. Who cares what Cade thinks at this point? He's dead. But Drifter? I care what he thinks of my characters. I really hate that one of my three characters is a snitch. It burns in my mind a little bit, but I need that goddamn lore. Fucking rap boy. I, yeah. So, a Obviously, we're kind of we're, we're two weeks into arrivals. We've had two of those story missions. This interference, f- yeah, interference. Right? That's that's the right name for him. I I found the second one like weirdly hard because that shrieker refuses to die in that encounter. But this is I the, remember this. Yeah, go ahead. this is the like. What do you think makes this? I guess like for me at least, this feels like the best season we've had. Like as much as I love season of the dawn or dawning, whatever the fuck that one season of Saint fourteen. Yes. I like that for Saint 14, and the sundial was cool. Some of the stuff around it, I'm not sure I was a huge fan of necessarily. Like, they really kind of messed up with that whole lighthouse thing of how slow you could donate stuff. But at the same time, I have like 10 pretty good perfect paradoxes, so I'm not sure I care. I mean, stonks, man. That's all the end of the season was. Yeah. The, the best part about it is it had story missions every week. Unlike last season, which had nothing. So, that's actually an interesting point. Like, is this season good because it's good, or is it good because Worthy was just painful at all turns? It's both. I mean, it's not going to be shaking. It's not going to be... But it's not going to be season of Curse of Osiris. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I know I'm definitely in the minority of this, where there are, like, I'm not as big a fan of the I guess forsaken as a lot of other people are in a weird way. Like I, I liked what they were trying to do at it. I hated the Baron missions a little bit. Like the, the fact that a bunch of them were just the like in world quests as opposed to fully fledged out missions bugged me in a weird way. And it's a nitpicky thing because they are involved and they're long and they're fun, but there was some real weird disparity over them. Like I feel like a weird opportunity was missed with the uh, like the what was it the sniper mission for that? Like the hangman one yeah, of that is fantastic. But the sniper one just like was like, ah, oh, this is fucking tedious. And then there was the mad bomber one where it was like, I get what you were going uh, for. But man, this is just a bad lost sector. I mean, yeah, but at least there were missions. There's stuff to do. No, that's fair. 
positives, and that's why I like this season so far. We had two decent missions in our back to back to back. We had a better public event than Bear of Towers. I don't know how that got. I think this is maybe the best public event they've done in oh. D2. You mean you don't like Witch's Ritual for the 40th time? I don't mind Witch's Ritual, but... I... Oh, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love this public event. It's, I really do. It's so beautifully chaotic. And since I've had... My internet got fixed, by the way. Nice. So I'm I actually able to load, load, load into instances. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so I'm could... actually able to do the public event with other blueberries and actually get through heroic missions on a regular basis. Yeah. Not, it's not... Ter- I'm sorry, terribly difficult, but it does have at least some sort of challenge of doing barriers. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a public event and not like a weird bastardized version of the Forge. Like, that was my biggest issue with the Seraph Towers, was just <sighs> like, okay, can we just instance this off so I always have at least a rough idea of how many people are going to show up for this bullshit, because no less one. than four people, this thing is terrible. I mean, less than six people that really, know what yeah. doing, and all of a sudden you have an invisible shank on the I'm sorry, but just a little salty about that. A little bitter still? Um, I'm always going to be bitter because I didn't get that seal. I, That's the only one I need. Yeah, I, I noped out on that one. I'm not sure I ever... I, I know I completed a couple of the first version of Seraph Towers. I'm not sure I even did a second round Seraph Tower because I'm like, this seems terrible. Oh, this is worse than the first one was? Yeah, no. Well, at least you weren't like me who uh, burned out the first week. I'm going to fully upgrade the Earth's EDZ's bunker. Oh, there's nothing for two weeks. No, so I kind of, on that same note, though, too, I like how Arrivals, like, you can power through it, but the season really works overtime to be like, no, no, just chill. Please stop. You don't want to do this, and you don't need to do this. I mean, you, you could be like me, just grind out to 1060 in a couple weeks, couple Oh, yeah, no, days, I'm, weeks, I'm like, whatever. I'm happy where I'm sitting at 40 right now, and yes, you can go crazy with the bounties and get to 200 in the season pass right off the bat if you want, but... Yeah, hey, I'm only level 65 right now, okay? <laughs> no, it, it feels lower pressure, I guess, like, the, and maybe it has to do with the loop, like, the loop this time around is fun, it's kind of a, like, yep, ranking up these moats, getting a better machine, it's fun dropping stuff into this thing, as opposed to, okay, where do I Throw fucking ball. get bits? Throw ball. Yeah. Is there a better way to get bits? Not until you've thrown a lot of no. balls. Throw all the balls. Yeah. Do I have no to do bits, the public only event? Ball. No, but it's fun. Okay. And then, you know, story mission every week. Fine. I'm, I'm down with that. You, you give me a reason to come back every Tuesday. Yeah. It's a decent mission every time. It's relatively challenging for people that, you know, don't have a meta loadout because I'm too lazy to do meta loadout. Going there with a SMG and hope for the best. Yeah, I think there's an implication there's only three of them. It'll be a cycle through or something. Like the the seal, one of the achievements for that implies yeah. that there's like three versions of it. So maybe it's going to start cycling back on itself. It's still three story missions, which is still. Depending but on I'm willing it, to bet. Almighty had. I'm willing to bet Dallas the donors that they're going to change the dialogue when it goes through. Because mm. that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, they they definitely remind me too of the. Say what you will, the. Uh, the invitations of the nine, like they were kind of tedious to do, but the idea of like what you got out of them was neat. These kind of feel like that to me, where it's definitely a look behind the scenes of like, hi, here's some destiny weirdness that we're in no way going to attempt to explain, but you're going to be fascinated with it. And there is a cutscene every week, a new cutscene. Yeah. It was different every single time, which brings up, oh, this is progression in a story rather than a hundred days of. Hey, the Almighty's coming. Now what? Yeah. And then two hours of sitting in the tower for nothing. Yeah, no, I, to that point, actually, I think, like, the... God, what was it? Like, the three hours you have to do to get kind of through the onboarding story part of Arrivals. I had more... Better fun, than the yeah, whole season. <laughs> yeah, I had more Better fun doing that than any part of last season, definitely. And, like, the weirdness at the end and the implications at the end... I thought were cool, like, oh, look, they blew up the Almighty. And maybe that was because we had to stand there and, like, stare at the sun for two hours, but, like... Mm-hmm. Good thing I don't have retinas anymore. <laughs> Your Guardian doesn't, at least. Definitely not. And then all that's lo- all the debris on the tower is just one little chunk near yeah. Zavala. <laughs> that was the confusing part, too, because we got that image of 
a really messed oh. up tower. Like someone glitched into that thing, and maybe that's just what the tower actually is, minus some like actual skin on it or something. Because I assume a bunch of the tower we have is used for some of the Red War missions, and maybe not. I don't have any idea how that thing is built, but I was really expecting like the entirety of this season to have a truly messed up tower, and maybe that's coming yeah. next season when the pyramid ships start just wrecking stuff. I'm assuming, but. I wanted a big old boulder on Hawthorne and frickin' eagle. Nothing. Just a little chunk of ground. Oh, so you also hate Hawthorne? Look, all she wants to do is chit-chat, and I hate her. That's fair. I, it's it, it's weird. I know people that think she is the most interesting character in the game, and I, I'm just baffled by that concept. We're just like, oh, she's it's so interesting. I'm like, why? She why is Hawthorne interesting? She could have been interesting. She could have been interesting. But, you know, the writing just wasn't there. I mean, there was no real storyline, you know, for her other than, I'm a, I'm a human without life. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I run the clan spell. It's true. Somehow. That's right, Cap. Yeah, no, I've... So, where do you think the season's going at this point? Like, I, I, I guess, like, in my mind, I think we end this season with a revelation that basically goes, yeah, the Traveler's not necessarily good or bad, and the darkness isn't necessarily good or bad. It's all the people that, like, the Hive are undeniably evil, and the, the Hive have always been kind of propped up as the minions of the darkness. And I kind of, like, I'm, I've always kind of, based on, like, Rifter dialogue and Eris and other things that have been hinted at in the lore of the game, kind of skewed in the direction of, they're just the, like, it's, it, they're evil, and we assume they're evil, and it's been named the darkness, not the light, which is both a terrible name, and like Bungie has said that maybe those two names were poor choices on their parts. But I well, kind of, yeah. I'll right. put it this way: so I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. So I know Kingdom Hearts is light and darkness, and they're two sides of the same thing. There's no such thing as good or bad in the worlds of light and darkness. Kingdom Hearts, you did good on storytelling, but anyway. World going building with you did that, a couple things for, I guess. Woo! But going with that logic, right? So if you read the Winnower uh, lore book from doing uh, yeah. Garden Salvation, it's this is a giant game between the Traveler and the Darkness. And there's no such thing as good, there's no such thing as evil. It's just there are two sides of the same coin. If, you, if the light gets stronger, the darkness gets stronger. If the light gets weaker, the darkness gets weaker. That's all it is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're making a very good point. But going with that logic, so you have the darkness coming in. They've already destroyed Rasputin, essentially. He's backed up on a flash drive. Going to be, I mean, I'm not going to go into spoilers because I read, I did read leaks, but. Have you read the, um, have you heard the dialogue about Drifter just shitting on Rasputin? God, what a garbage war mind. Well, like, he's like, he's like, put on something useful, like a vending machine. I'm like, that is amazing. I want the war mind vending machine. I mean. That, that would be pretty fantastic. Just spends two hours sending Seraf Kit Kat bars down the down the line for you. Please, I'm here for the Icolus bag. I'm not sure what's in that bag, but I want that bag. I, I want. I want it. I want it. But yeah, so you get the traveler. I'm sorry, you get you get the darkness ships coming in. They're already on Io. You're gonna see him on Mercury. Uh, going with the lore that's coming out from the prophecy dungeon, right? Yeah. So they've announced that they're taking away Mars. Nessus, Io, and Mercury. Those are the four locations you see in the Wasteland in the Prophecy Dungeon. So, that implies that the Darkness is definitely going to take those plants away. And the Destiny content So, those are going away. The Darkness is going to be in the system. You're going to be a... You can be a Dark Guardian with your stasis powers and what have you. That's essentially where it's just going to lead to it. See, I... And that's kind of what's always bugged me. It's this idea that people are like... And maybe it's only the Edgelord crowd that's very vocal about this the idea of Dark Guardians. It's like the the initial lore, like way back when in D one, and I played a lot more of that than you did. So I'm, yeah, you may get lost in some of this. Like there was definitely this implication that it wasn't really. Like, it's like the light was being used to do bad, terrible things, and like there was a very distinct notion that like the vanguard seemed afraid of where it's like no no it's the darkness that made them do this and you had characters that were at the periphery going nah they were just bad people that got power like 
to go back to my favorite character, the Drifter, for a second, like he's thrown some. Like, he is one of the oldest characters in the game that we interact with. Like he, he may be living yeah. at this point potentially. Like to the point where he's like he's not a guardian; he's a light user. Like yeah, and I. In dumb things hold I on. learned, like in the last couple days, hold, hold his design on. is meant to be all three character classes at once. That's why he looks like a warlock with the cloak. He has kind of hunter mannerisms, like holster and stuff like that, and he has the Titan shoulder pads. Like he's 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 uh, literally yeah. like no no. This class system is very video gamey and current and new in the grand scheme of these things. Like back in the olden days, you just had power or you didn't, and you did shit. Yeah, so one of the things I didn't realize was that, like, the Drifter's design is invocative of all three classes, like, he, because he comes from a time before that. Like, it's, I know I've, I've, I probably incorrectly said a couple times that he's technically a hunter, and that's mostly because of attitude and kind of just some of the personality they've given him and some of the posturing, but, like, I, I, I literally just learned that, like, he has Titan shoulders, the Warlock cloak, and the rest of him's kind of hunterish because he is literally before all of this three-class bullshit kind of thing. Like, the guy is yeah. hypothetically capable of doing anything all three classes are, not because he's more powerful, just because he's, like, imaginative is the way of thinking of it. Like, he's not so... Yeah. He's not locked into a track at that point. Yeah. And... Because lore states that the light, using the light, you know, your supers is how you focus it, how you yeah. chose to focus it. So, you know, you can focus it as a golden, you can focus it as a blade barrage, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, and, like... The, the the dredgen that started all the dredgen, um, dredgen your like one of the things a lot of people don't know about or they forget is he started off as a titan and then became a yep. hunter. Yep, that seems to track if I remember the last word lore. Yeah, no, that 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 part is correct. I'm just blanking on the names for it, I guess. So I'm not gonna try and yeah. drink, dig up his old name and uh, Shim Alfer. Yeah, yes, yeah, and the the implication of that was more it had high. And again, kind of go back to my idea of, like, it's not the darkness that's the problem, it's the hive that's the problem, the people that, like, use dark power badly. Depending on how you read all the lore entries we got about Shin Malfur's fall to Dredgen it kind of revolves around almost the idea of it was corruption from using hive stuff on his gear. So depending on how you look at it, it's actually the hive's fault we had that whole thing happen and not the darkness like it's yeah power corrupts and it definitely seems like I'm, I'm assuming we're gonna get three darkness classes as time moves on and if we ever get a destiny through we're gonna move away from darkness and light i don't think that power i don't think that's gonna happen i think they'll give us a fourth class it's gonna be only stasis i don't think you can do anything with any other powers because it's been three powers since year one what was that 2014 and we're only just getting a new power six years in. Yeah, but we also got those whole we got those third supers on everything. I'm yeah, but that I don't count that as like a new, not not as a new subclass, if that makes sense. I, I think in a couple of cases it changes those subclasses up. It's not a whole new subclass. I think now I'm I'm not saying we'll get three at this uh, this fall. Expansion. Oh God, no! Eventually we'll get three. That's if they do a Destiny three, but that's another topic yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, I. I think, at a minimum, I think we'll get up to five. I think we'll get stasis, and there's too much of a push for, like, some edgelordy radiation poison class, and there's too much lore that backs up that idea a little bit. Like, hell, Thorn exists. Uh, my, my, the, the beloved uh, Wither, uh, Wither Horde exists. Malfeasance oh. exists. Uh, hell, like, Whisper of the Worm exists. Like, we have too many examples of Hey, there is maybe not like darkness energy in this universe, but like corruption energy, and that feels like a real missed opportunity from just a like things you could do that would be very different gameplay wise. Like I, I could imagine that would be the subclass that doesn't have a super. There ain't no way there's not going to be a super. See, I think you could do that because maybe they didn't bring it back in this one. There was maybe it was an item or an exotic or a build you could do for one of the, I think it was Sunbreaker, that you gave up your super, essentially. That might have been Destiny 1. Yeah, I, there, I think it was an exotic for Destiny 1 that, I can't remember if it, it totally got rid of your super, but like, it basically you traded all of it for just insane re, um, increased re, uh, like a, what's the right, refresh rate Reload. and all your other stuff. Oh, God. 
recharge. Yeah. I still just don't think it would work, honestly. I mean, again, I didn't play it, so I wouldn't know, but it's Destiny's, you know, gameplay loop is based on, oh, get X amount of time doing X amount of things, get your super back, have an awesome superpower for yeah. 10, 20 seconds. That's that's the gameplay. No, but it's so, and I guess, like, I'm blanking, like, again, I could be totally wrong on this, but I'm not sure I totally got rid of it, but I remember, like, the whole trade-off was, like, it literally equaled to, do you want grenades to happen at half the time they're currently happening, as well as your melee, and do you want, like, the grenades to be three times bigger? Like, it was it was a very different feeling build for him, if I'm remembering it correctly, and it worked. Like, it was, it, it maybe it wasn't, like, the most viable thing, and you had problems in Crucible, where it was like, Okay, how do you shut down a super without a super? You don't, but like the rest of the time, you're significantly more powerful than everyone else around you because you have way more grenades. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I, going back to it, I, I still only think it's only getting four super. Oh, for a while, yeah. I, I yeah. think it's. I, I think once you start trying to expand past that, you're going to give people way too many options, and it's just going to muddle the game. That well, I think it's. It, I think, yes, there's that, but they've also gotten out there and said that Stasis is going to work different than the other three Supers we have. It's Yeah, that's little... also why I'm thinking it's not going to lead into any other stuff, because you can do so much with this. No, but I think it's, I think it's one of those ones where they're, they're setting the groundwork for, okay, light ones are straightforward. You only get one Super with the Darkness ones, but you get like that old D1 kind of grid-ish Free. ability, yeah, again, with it. Like, it's it's not exactly that. They've already got down this, it's not exactly that, but... I, but, but it's that. I, yeah, I think that's the road we've been going for a while, and I think, like, that's the smart move across the board, and I think, like, there's parts of Arrivals that hint at, like, there's more darkness to come. Obviously, we have the three-year roadmap of, uh, what's it? Uh, Beyond Light. Beyond Light, um, Sabbath Moon. Witch Queen. Uh, Witch, yeah, Witch Queen, and, and then Darkness and Fall. Lightfall, Lightfall, yeah. You have to do... I think you have to do something for Lightfall at the end. Like, I'm not sure what that is. I think Sabbath... I think the Witch Queen one, no new subclass for that, because it just doesn't make sense. Like, that's... I'm hoping that will be kind of a very focused story here, kind of in the way that Taken was in some ways. Yeah. Or, sorry, for that, uh, yeah. Forsaken was. It, but I'm also hoping that that one kind of feels like the Taken King expansion did, too, where that entire goddamn year was all about the Taken King. Like, and don't get me wrong, there were some real content problems in that year. Like, you had Taken King, nothing, and then Taken Spring, or whatever the fuck it was called, the Malak expansion that we got that was not great, but something. But the fact that that entire year was about one cohesive thing was... I, I liked it a lot, and I think this year's kind of done that, but at the same time, though, too... I could not tell you what Season of the Dawn or really what Season of the Worthy had to do with Shadowkeep. And even for that matter, Season of the Undying, like that was more about the raid that came with Shadowkeep than anything else in some ways. Like it's, oh, it's on the moon. Cool. I mean, you get to kill the Undying Mind 5,000 times. That was cool and exciting, right? Right, but that was seasonal, and that was, like, and that was the seasonal activity. Like, the season of the Undying was kind of divorced from the rest of the story yeah. of Shadow. That's the point I was yeah. making. That's the point I was making. It was just that it was nothing really storyline wise, except that it kind of led into Season of the Dawn because oh, you kill Undying Mind. Oh, guess what? Osiris did something with the Infinite Force and the Sundial. Cool. Oh, you brought back Saint Fourteen, and then the lore stops, and suddenly Almighty's crashed. Yeah. No, yeah. again, I think it's one of those ones where despite Almighty having some problems, that was a good flow from season to season. Yeah. Significantly better than Season of the Dawn into uh, into Almighty. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Almighty's such a weird thing, because it doesn't flow really into Arrivals. The flow from Dawn into it was a cutscene that, in a weird way, set up, actually, Arrivals more than Almighty. Yep. Sure did. I mean, no giant space rock and nothing happens for nine weeks. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, we can go to the Warmind, though, and look. 
there are doom triangles coming from the outer system. Wow, that's actually sort of exciting. Well, and, I, and this is kind of me spitballing for a sec. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. So apparently, like the meaning of the of the cutscene we got at the end of Dawning, where or at the end of Dawn, where Osiris kind of pulls a gun on um, Rasputin and goes, "Talk to me, bitch." He gets a set of coordinates where he goes out and gets the seed that grew into that silver tree on Io now. Well, then that would imply time travel because a seed can't grow that big that quickly. I, I'm not going to even we, we've done... to know how a paradoxical powered yeah. seed grows. I mean, we, we, we've done this stuff before where we've gone back in time because, you know, perfect paradox. We went back in time to give it to St. 14. No, and to your point, there's a it, it, there's an in-game dialogue that I, I was going through a bunch of this stuff last night from a data mine because... I'm sick and want more Drifter lines, where the Drifter flat out says, yeah, no one's seen Osiris, and he took the sundial with him. Well, interesting thing, right? So, I was on DCG or Raid Secrets, one of the yeah. two, and some guy was walking around in um, the loading zone, because, you know, 500 seconds after the mission ends of interference, yeah. they walk around, and they found an Osiris eye in the, um, in the hole around there. Not like an eye of Savathun where, you know, the, the blue balls... Are, yeah. Everybody. No, it's like the actual eye of Osiris. Yeah, the, 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 the sick-ass tag he drops down yeah. wherever he goes. Yeah, so that would make sense. But I still think it would have to involve time travel because, you know, he has the sundial. No, and yeah, and I think, I think I'm actually supporting that. Like, the fact that they have yeah. dialogue in the game that says, Yo, Osiris took his sundial and kind of... Peaced out. Peaced out, yeah, like... He's been doing something for all of Almighty that, like, we didn't talk about at all. That, in a lot of weird ways, like, links Dawn to arrivals better than Almighty does. Yeah, we probably should have talked about it a little bit, but we're not gonna. Yeah, and yeah, the, the fact I only found out about this because I was digging through data mined audio files, I think, is definitely a failure. Like, at, at the same time, though, too, we're barely into the season. I'm sure more is to come, so I'm not gonna fault Bungie for being all. Yeah, no, we haven't told you this is Osiris's fault, FYI, but yeah, it definitely... We're 12 days into the season. We, we haven't gone anywhere yet. Yeah, like, it, but it's also... It, it's, it's weird. We're like, oh, like... Arrivals has definitely linked up with the best parts of the season in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like, I, based on how these seasons have gone... I, I love Season of the Dawn, but I also loved it from the simple fact of, yo, we brought Saint 14 back. Woo! No, but we actually brought Saint-14 back. What do you mean? He's in the tower right now, and you can hang out with him. I've never wanted something more in my entire... We also gave you a headbutt finisher. Stop it! Here's some money, here's money, here's yeah. my take. Yeah, no, like, the, the, the most famous thing... Like, one of the most famous character moments in the game you can now do, and it feels cool every time you do it. Isn't that something I mean, you want? It's no dropkick, but it's close. Ah, it's so much better than the dropkick. I disagree so much. There are days I turn off every finisher but that headbutt. I can't disagree anymore. <laughs> I love the headbutt, don't get me wrong, but man, dropkicking things. It's the clang, I think, that I love the most. Like that just sharp wham sound they throw in there. It's like, oh, this is good. They get it. Or, we, or when you do it to a server, it's like you're heading off freaking volleyball yeah. or something. Yeah, no, there's some fun physics that happen off of it. Yeah. But we're way off topic at yeah. this point. Fan <laughs> Destiny cast. I, I'm sorry. Like this all kind of has to do with the arrivals a little bit. We keep coming. Yeah. We keep tying it back somehow. So it was back. It was back. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I. It's been a while since I was curious where Destiny was going, and Arrivals has done a really good job of getting me to a point where I'm curious where Destiny is going. I, if I'm being totally honest, the last time I was curious was. When Destiny 2 came out, I've been kind of along for the ride. Like, I, I follow me on social media and everyone on the other end, listen to the Wicked Awesome cast. I hated year one of D2. Like, I was very close to dropping out of this game altogether and just mm -hmm. being like, okay, I'm playing Warframe or something else for this. Like, I, I'm done. I, I don't like the Cabal. I hate the weapon system. I hate the armor system. This season has been bad. And. They got me back where it's like, yo, here's the weekend where Gambit's happening, and also here is the new weapon system. And all it took to get me in was Gambit with Hawthorne's Field Forged as a non-heavy weapon. I'm like, okay, I could play Gambit a lot and be very happy with this game again, I think. 
See, I I picked up D2 when it came out. I took like a three week break before Osiris, played through Osiris in like a day and a half, and realized this is awful. Took a good three month break. Warmind came out. I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it another chance. And I was fully back into it. Fully back into Destiny. I had so much fun with Warmind. Yeah, I know it wasn't perfect. We still had the old garbage armor and weapon system, but it was something. Yeah, but for, Escalation yeah, but. Protocol, for what it is, is a cool idea that I hope they someday figure it's, out how to make better. Yeah, it... All, all it takes is a matchmaking of six to nine people. I would also just say let you have a full raid party go into a patrol. Like, that's insane. I, that, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I'm, It shouldn't I'm, be, but it is. I'm sure there's a reason they can't do that, but also uh, there's no reason they can't do that. I mean, it only takes, what, a million dollars to fund that stuff? I don't Figure know. out how to do it? I'm obviously... Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't know how that, how much that would mess things up, but also at the same time, like, if you're going to put an activity like that on a planet, please make it so you can bring a full raid team in. Just... I mean, that's the same problem with Seraph Towers. It's the same problem that's happening with Control. See, I don't think Seraph Towers would be even better. Like, I, I think Seraph Towers would be bad at a, at a fundamental level, even. Like, it I, still would have been bad fundamentally, but it would have been better because you would have to be able to talk to people. Yeah, no, that's fair. And not rely on blueberries to know what they're doing at all. Yeah. And yeah, it, it would have made it not necessarily bearable, but playable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I... And the sad thing was, I like Forges, so I didn't, like, initially hate Seraph Tower. It was just the, okay, you need, like, 12 people to play this mode correctly, don't you, moment. You need tethers on tethers on tethers to yeah. hold everything back. And it's just not great. Yeah. Not great. It's, it's play your way, except for when we want you to play our way. So you play our way instead. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the, the contact public events is such a fun, chaotic nightmare that, like, they're fun by yourself, but man, when you have a full group of people going at them, they're just great. And you have dialogue the whole time. Not, there's a servitor on my tower, I'm going to shut down your power. Yeah. No, you have Drifter talking, you have Ares talking to you, it's back and forth. I don't know well, why Ash is not talking right now, because it's on IO currently, but... You uh, know. Have you heard any of the um, Drifter shit-talking Asher stuff yet? I have not got it yet. It's, it is really kind of, te in, in the weirdest way possible, it is absolutely bizarre that, like, they have successfully crammed more intriguing things into the banter around a public event that makes me actually interested in Asher Mir than they've successfully done with Asher Mir up till this point. Like, they, 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 Drifter flat out at one point says, Asher's dying slowly because of that Vex arm, and... It's interesting exchange because Eris basically says like, "No, he chose to put that on." I'm like, "Desperation causes things," and like, Drifter counters that with, "You really think he put that on himself? Do you actually think he's capable of doing that?" Because, nah. Well, the thing is, you have to read the lore from Destiny One on one of the Grimoire cards yeah. of how he did that because it doesn't come up in D2 other than, "Oh, I have a Vex arm. It's corrupting me." That's it. There's no lore behind it. No, and but also the fact that like other people like. It's the fact that, like... Commenting from other people. Well, it's it's also the fact that like, other people are aware. Like, you have a core that's kind of like, oh, Ash is this great person. Never mentions the fact the arm is slowly killing him. You have Drifter being like, yo, dude is slow bleeding himself. Dude. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't the best idea, but, no. you know, then you have errors with hive eyes. Just saying. Yeah, no, and... I can I, I kind of go back to the banter you get as part of the public event. Have you gotten the fact? Have you gotten conversations about Drifter and Eris talking about the fact that if Eris dies, Eris is dead? Yeah, I did get one line about that. Uh, it, again, like the implications on that, and the idea that like somehow Eris has, I don't know, like wormed her way into. I mean, yes, I'm using worm intentionally in this case because <laughs> waiting on some weird reveal on that topic eventually to happen, like. She's somehow not aging, but she is very mortal again by Destiny standards. Well, because when the Traveler came back, he gave people a lot longer life. So let's go with that. I, so again, like if you track the timeline of how long she was down on the moon, 
she's easily like I think three, four hundred years old. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying when the traveler came, he got longer in the lifespan. Yeah, and I think it was I'm like a saying... couple, like a hundred and fifty or something. I, I, I think Minim- it's one minimum. Those, I think it's one of those ones where like the like what I'm at least piecing together based on what they're saying is like. Eris has more hive trickery pulsing in those veins than maybe we should be okay with. Like, I think Eris is fine, and I think the fact that Eris is crazy is increasingly kind of paid off with just kind of what Eris had to do to herself to survive and get off the moon kind of thing. But, like, in the same with the implications of the Drifter who kind of hacked his own ghost and killed the ghosty part of it and still has all his light powers, and then you're on the opposite of the spectrum to have Eris that, like, has lost all of that, but managed to retain a hell of a lot more power than the average Guardian. There's something on both ends of those spectrums that's incredibly interesting from a lore standpoint that I'm really well, enjoying also, how they're playing around with those ideas in the season. Well, she also still has an Ahamkara bow, so... That's all, that might be it then, too. I mean, I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. There's definitely light stuff going on, there's high stuff going on, and there's Ahamkara wish dragon bones going on. That, that's all playing into it. Yeah. I, I, now, I, I what, almost forgot about the clones. Yeah, if they ever play it, play it as a... If anything ever comes of it, other than, oh, she's just still around because she's still around, you know, they better do something with it yeah. in the long run. Well, and, and I think that's where we're leading to. Like, that, that the cinematic, what they've shown for the next season, the big thing, we're, we're getting the trio team up I never realized I wanted. We're getting the best fire team in the game. We're getting Eris, Drifter, and Exo Stranger. We have character that doesn't have the light, character that, like, is into hive rituals, and guy who maybe has the most light of any character in the game, depending how you think of it. Or the most dark. Yeah. And also, you know, the Stranger's from a timeline yeah. where the darkness won. So that's another thing that you gotta look at. It's just we're getting wrinkles of time everywhere and it's kind of getting frustrating because I've played a lot of games and watched a lot of shows of time travel. One thing always happens. Timelines get fucked yeah. up and they don't make sense anymore. And that's kind of what I'm worried about. Because now you guys decide, oh, what kind of time travel do we want this system to play with? Because then once you commit, you're committed and if you mess up, your storyline's jacked completely. Well, I think they've done an okay job of establishing the idea that, like, somehow the sundial, the approach of the sundial, which is to kind of nudge events as opposed to dramatic change, change events, that works. And, like, if I believe time travel to the past was actually possible, like, that's the version of time travel, travel I think would be like, yeah, this one works. You can't, like, obviously you can't change major events, but, like, when you bring Saint back, he's still gone that entire time, so he's not like, his being alive doesn't impact anything except he's just wrecking Vex in the Infinite Forest kind of thing. His arrival isn't, he's like, no, I've always been on the tower. It's like, no, no, I still had to come back at this point in time because things got changed and you had to open a door for me. Like, the timeline is still intact, it's just now got a slight tweak to it. Wormholes, man. Yeah. Wormholes. That's all it's gonna be. Well, so, and we... Obviously, we have the entire summer. Where do you think Arrivals is going at this point? Like, where's it going? We have a, other than the obvious, it's leading to the next season. Yeah, um, I, I mean beyond that, like it's yeah. So far, the story so, for the season's been good enough. I think it's going to have its own actual arc, unlike Almighty. Yeah. So we're other than repeating the same interference missions over and over. Again, other than doing the dungeon over and over again. Obviously, not getting a raid. We're not getting any new maps. Do you and think the dungeon and... evolves at some point during the season? I haven't done it yet, so like, part of um, me almost wonders if that thing gets like a dungeon 2.0 at some point. It has not changed from week one to week two. The only thing that's changed theoretically is you get you get, you can find the emissary in the wasteland. Yeah. In the dungeon. And shoot, yeah, it says you talk to her five times at each location in the trans page. Yeah. So I'm assuming that dialogue will change. But other than that, you know, the, the first boss is the same, the wasteland's the same, uh, the, the cube's the same, Rainbow Road's the same, and the end boss is all the same style. So I don't think anything's really going to change with that, well, storyline-wise. So I'm asking because there's definitely a three-week loop. Like, the 
I, I think I think you're right. We'll get different dialogue for the emissary, emissary missions. But I, 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 it's weird. Like the triumph specifically calls out the three mission types you can do. We, I've done two of the three at this point. We'll get the third one next week, R- and then we'll see what ritual, happens. Ritual, yeah. ritual, something else, and something I think it's and ritual qui- uh, crystals and witness. I don't think it's witness. Something like that. Yeah, I, but yeah, that's definitely gonna if I. If I'm using my big, I'm assuming there's going to be dialogue changes once the loop starts. No, I I think you're right, but also based on how much of the triumph the seal is blacked out and like is yeah redacted for now. So I'm going to ignore the secret missions that are obviously going to be coming out for the Savathun Eisers that are everywhere and possibly another secret exotic that's coming out. I I'm going to ignore those completely. They're going to come. Um, I'm assuming by the end, um, you, we might get an end mission where we kill Nakris again, because he's the one talking to you in interference. Yeah, he shows up, yeah. Yeah, so I'm assuming that. We're definitely not going to see Salathun until next year. Well, yeah, no, what I'm getting at, I guess, is part of me wonders if this is the Taken Curse in a new version. Like, I, would you be mm-hmm. surprised that at the end of these, at the end of this cycle... The curse on the Dreaming City is different because Dreaming City, it's is that still around next season or is that going away? Yeah, no, that's uh, Tangle Shore and Dreaming City are still yeah. around. I don't think anything's happening with them this season at all. Oh, I have a hard time believing you can stay away from the Dreaming City in a darkness based season. I'll put money on that. Nothing changes in the Dreaming City, they're not going to change the curse. I don't think you change the curse. I think there's Maybe the curse doesn't change. I think there's like some lore stuff that happens. Like I, I wouldn't put it past them to make like the shattered throne relevant again in Arrivals because that seems like a thing that would be smart to. They would have done that beginning of the season. I I don't think they are. I think they've gotten a lot better at time gating things. I think that's been a good call on this. Like I think back to like how the upgrade path for the season is very deliberately kind of like take your time. It'll be here. There's no like the upgrade system is great for this, but you can get all of the mods mostly from just the week of the daily cycle thing. Like, you can just play, as opposed yeah. to obsess about this exact kind of progression. Would it, would it be neat if something happened in the Dreaming City? Yes. Lore-wise, nothing will happen because it's still being used as a battery. I mean, they can't really do anything with that until a, a big, big expansion yeah. goes where they can explain, oh, now Coria and Duel and Karga are done with Dreaming City. They got all the power they need to give to Zalfin's Worm God, because... She's obviously cutting that off because of the lore that was released on DTG and Bungie, where Nakris is teaching her necromancy instead yeah. of having to feed the worm god. So, next season, yes, I think there will be something going on in the city where they end the curse. I don't think it's this season. Yeah, no, I think I think there'll be just. I think we wind up back in the Dreaming City for some reason this season. I think. I hope so. I don't think so though. It'd be great. Yeah. And then, uh, Tangled Shore, obviously nothing's going to happen there. Oh, I think the Tangled Shore is a big player next season, not this one. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. With the, with the Fallen... Uh, eventually, we're going to have to have Fallen tie-ins the season, I think, too. Like, I think it's interesting we're coming full circle where we're back to the Fallen kind of being propped up as the main antagonist, and I think, like, currently right now, the public events have been Vex and Cabal. Yeah, but it's also on Iowa. Yeah. There's only Vex and Cabal. Then on um, Titan, where it should be next week, speculating, yeah. it'll be Fallen and Hive, which should be neat. I don't think they're going to do anything with that this early. That'll probably be coming like next month. See, because I'm... it's all in order to. Go no, ahead. I think right. I think it's going to be a time gap. But I'm also betting that like we start getting some weird lore stuff where. If there was any species that would try and like hijack contact with the dark, it'd be the fallen. It would be the House of Dusk, which is what uh, Aramis is in charge of right now, if I'm remembering correctly. And there's a giant civil war with four kills uh, right now: Mithrax, Varix, Her, and I think that's and... it. Oh, I remember the fanatic still counts. Sometimes yeah, how they want how they how they want to play it. Yeah, yeah, but Varric doesn't want to team with uh, Mithrax because they're 
Mythrax is trying to do the House of Light. Varix is trying to do the Kel Kel stuff. You will be tried in the ways of old. That's what that's what Varix is all yeah. about. Yeah, and it's just they're if they're gonna go that route, I would like them to have like a mission towards the end of the season. You know, kind of explaining the lore behind that, how they're gonna come into play the next in uh, Beyond Light because. That's just what's going to have to happen for the next season to make sense. Yeah, no, and I think we'll get that once you have the Fallen mechanically being, like, capable of interacting with the, the contact missions. Yeah. I, I like where this season's going. I like how open it is. I like the implications of what may or may not happen as we kind of trudge forward through it. I think it's got, unlike other seasons, it's got space to breathe and do weird stuff. I think my biggest issue with, like, even Dawning to a certain extent, or Dawn, was, like, this is what you're doing, and we're not deviating from this. This one's been very nicely held back, where it's like, yo, pyramid ships are here, and and pyramid ships are here. All right, they're pyramid ships. Now what? Do pyramid ship stuff? Gotcha. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I'm also gonna pull up this uh, sword from the season pass and wreck every single boss in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's been great. I, I've been loving Fallen Guillotine, so whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Dark Drinker, whatever it was called in D1. Yep, it was Dark Drinker. I, I, I love that that spin move is back. I love that the Raised Lighter attack is back. Uh, not uh, the, the Lightning one, I'm blanking on the name. Um, um, the one that looks like a Scimitar. Yeah. You see that not one. Scimitar, but yeah, it's yeah. Legendary Black Talon. Yeah. Those have been great additions. It's great wrecking Zulmak with that. Yeah. Did that the other day. Uh, we, we've been trying to do that strat for the Echo Kel in the dungeon, which is the end boss of that. Because mm. you, you can one-face it just using that still. You've actually kind of stumbled into something we touched on, but we didn't really dive into. Like, the game feels fun in a weird way that it hasn't in a long time. Like, Wither Horde, Guillotine, just how the Umbral Engram system is working. Like, what you're doing there's, feels fun in a weird way. There's... Like, they're starting to give it, give it a little back to the power fantasy that we had before Shadowkeep. Yeah. You know, back before they said, oh, we're going to nerf auto-reloads because you're melting the bosses too fast. By the way, here's a sword that melts the boss yeah. really fast. Okay, I guess we'll use this instead. And, like, this season's been weird where it's gotten me to use gear that I've had, like, just hanging out in my vault in ways I never thought to. Like, the fact that you now have just a plethora of, yo, get heavy grenade launcher kills. What's the fastest way? Do you got Anarchy? Yeah, it makes this bounty super easy. Like, I use Anarchy now. I haven't used Anarchy since... ever? It came out. I mean, it's only useful in Crown. Yeah. It was. Now it's, now it's not. I've been trying to learn a sidearm build that I saw some guy on YouTube do. Yeah, no, I heard about that, too. Like, it's like... It's a charge with light, light Yeah. Yeah. And you just melt... Hell, I care about Charged with Light for the first time since they introduced that mechanic. Like, I've never engaged with the seasonal that, upgrades, and the fact they put one in this where it's like, yo, kill shit, and eventually you get Charged with Light. I'm like, oh, that's how it always should have worked. Imagine that. Now that it's actually useful, you can do some cool stuff with it. Yeah, and I'm noticing I have no idea how to use it either. I'm like, I don't know how to discharge this light. Carefully. Yeah. Yeah, it's... The season's made me care about mechanics I never cared about. Cal, I'm using sword because guillotine is fun. Like beyond, it's good. It's fun. Wither horde yeah. is fun. It's also fantastically good. Like some of the weird weapon perks they've thrown in too. Like that, like that um, the one that if you reload this weapon, you reload all your stuff. Like that has implications for builds I wasn't prepared to think about ever. Oh yes, it does. It brought back my beloved four shot hockey equivalent pulse rifles like no no you can kill stuff real easy now why these are heavy pulse rifles these have sucked forever yeah they're good now oh yeah i mean hell the putting put, the um overkill rounds or overpowered whatever the hell they're called overload as an armor mod as opposed to a weapon yes mod? finally i can use outbreak perfected again yeah i can finally decent i can grind bad juju because i've never bothered to get that catalyst done the poor thing I, it's fine it, it was good for those three days before shadow keep yeah and then, you know, we got, uh, what, what was I gonna, I was gonna say something else, but I forgot what it was. I think he, I think, think I think he took, took it because of the, uh, pulse rifle auto mod. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
I hope they learn the lesson from that of just make these um things upgrades for all weapons. Yeah, or just I'm, make them they're, fi they're finally going the Borderlands route with weapons again. Yeah, which is what I love. You know, oh, I'm gonna just throw a you can't go there. Floors lava grenade. Have fun. Okay, I guess I won't step there anymore. You must really hate or really love control. And, like, I think my favorite thing about that, too, is just how mad people in Crucible got because it disrupted their strategies. Like, when was the last time a gun, like, actually disrupted how you went about playing Crucible? Like, never? You have to plan now yeah. with your team in order to figure things out? Wow. I, I can't just strafe back and forth side to side anymore because now one of those sides is toxic death. Well, that's not great. Not great yeah. at all. No, and I was worried, too. Like, when the season came out, I'm like, this is really good, and people are going to scream till it gets nerfed. And I think Bungie's kind of held the line being like, no, y'all just suck. And it used that to was it. true. I mean, I remember what I was going to say. I can form for an Ikela shotgun again. Yeah. Because that's going to that drop some of the end chests in the dungeon. Yeah. I want to drop war mine cells. That'd be cool. Mmm. Just imagine a shotgun that shoots out those... Giant balls of death. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Nah, I... Yeah. I, I'm... Yeah, I'm really happy they're getting weird. Like, the stasis powers they've teased seem weird. This season's been weird in the right way. Like, I... I yeah, it, it it's kind of weird talking about some of the stuff, too, because you didn't play a lot of D1. Like, there was a sense of humor in D1 that the game has definitely lacked, and it came back in Forsaken, and I think people responded really well to it, and... Like, even Shadowkeep is funny at certain points. It's not like, ha-ha, funny. But, but there's jokes. Yeah, there's jokes. There's, there's, like, there is, like... Levity. Yeah, it's one of those ones where kind of, like, one of the big revelations back in D1 that people went through is that, like, there's a weird parallel to Valhalla to what a Guardian's life cycle is, where it's like, you fight and you die, and most of the time you rise. And sometimes you don't, but, like what happens to someone's psyche when, like, the majority of death is meaningless and not at all permanent. And I think, like, this season's kind of leaned back into that some, like, that came back in Forsaken, where just, like, actual guardian death is surprisingly rare. Yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for Uldren to show up to have a powwow with uh, Zaval and Ikora. That'd oh, be he's fun, the, right? He's the new Hunter Vanguard, I, I think. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, he's confirmed to be because he killed... Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's he, it. It's done. I, I think it's gonna be real fun watching a bunch of YouTubers like Bife backtrack on how hard they shit on Aldrin is the new Hunter Vanguard theories, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there being like, "Oh, this is great. They fucking got all of you fuckers, and I love it." I mean, do I think he should be? Kinda. But you know, going with the logic of he wasn't a guardian when he killed Kate, so he's not a he's not can't be the Vanguard because you didn't do the Vanguard there. But also simultaneously, based on what his experiences are, like, yeah, I get he has no memories and stuff, but like... He's getting bullied! But uh, based on that, but also, like, dude was a spy master, and they've never really established how that works, but like, I'm assuming this is a big assumption, admittedly, kind of be spitballing some, like, some of your personality of who you were before you got the light and came back to life has to carry over. Like, Anna Bray seems to, like, have figured out who Anna Bray was and not, like, in a, like, she had, like, a diary to flip through. Like, she just found out what her name was and it's like, oh, I guess I'm this. And Rasputin seems to be like, yep, you're Anna Bray. Woo, we're good. Yep. So, Anna Bray having memories, Aldrin uh, having memories back. Yeah. I don't think Aldrin has memories back, but I think it's one of those ones where the guy was spymaster for so long, like, the personality is there and... Yeah, bits of his old stuff comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Or Marasov yeah, no. shoves his memories back into him, because that also seems like a thing that could happen. Yeah, I mean, she kind of pieced out, you know, 18 months ago now? Yeah. And we haven't heard of her since? I mean, other than her telling Brother Vance to plant the seed for Osiris. Well, and, so this is where it gets weird. I don't think we're done with what's arriving. I don't mean like the dar the darkness is obviously going to be an ongoing thing. I think the it's not called Season of the Arrival. It's called Season of the Arrivals for a reason. Yeah. I think we're going to see several characters that have been kind of absentee for a while, for lack of a better phrase, arrive back to relevance. I think 
Kate's coming back? I don't think Kate's coming back. Zinkobot's coming back? Nathan Fillion's too busy being a, on a cop show that may or may not get cancelled. But what about Dinklebot? I don't think that's happening either. I Shame. Yeah. Real shame. So, so yeah, we'll get... I'll see Bray at the end of the season, guaranteed. By the way, spoilers, that's the Exo Stranger. That's not a spoiler at this point. I know. Yeah, I... Marsav will probably show up somehow. Yeah, I... Brother Vance is on his ship because his VA died. Uh, St. 14's already back. Osiris will probably come back at the end of the season. Maybe. I think Osiris is off doing Osiris things. I could also imagine... Arrivals means, like, Aldrin finally arrives at the tower, hypothetically. Yeah. Cade 7 gets a new body. Oh, God, I let me not. Let, let me dream! I don't know how much of a Cade fanboy you was till just now. The Colonel gets a promotion to Brigadier General. I, that that should have obviously happened by now. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. I, we get a new raid at the ne next season. That's what I really want. Yeah. All I want in my life is want more raids. I'm still so well, I think next episode we'll talk about kind of we'll obviously one of arrivals to talk about as in depth as we've chosen this week, but like I think we'll talk about kind of the game at whole and maybe what we're excited for for that, because that's definitely an ongoing conversation we'll have at least a couple times between yeah. now and then. So let me go through a quick spiel of on the dungeon real quick. Just sure. my fun little experience with it. You don't care about and, spoilers. Much, yeah, we'll also like deep dive on the dungeon, I think, at some point too. Yeah. Well, I, I was just gonna say, uh, visually, it looks spectacular. Other, I mean, yeah, it's blue and gray because it's the nine stuff. Yeah. But going through the wasteland, which is so spoilers, you get you kill the first boss and then you get transported to a wasteland, which is essentially what um you landed in when you're doing the reckoning, but bigger and you can ride a sparrow around. There's invisible giant minotaurs around the landscape. There's buried parts of planets. You know. Yeah, it, I'll, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not it sure if you put two, two together. You're in the hall again for that. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're doing reckoning essentially. Yeah, cat. Hi, how are you? I am talking, buddy. And then, so for the third encounter, you're in a cube, a freaking cube, and it's the dumbest thing. But it's like, yeah, this makes sense now. I'm in a cube. I'm just gonna be moving, sh moving shapes around. Not moving shapes, but like. Changing perspectives in that thing on a regular basis. And then bef in between the cube encounter and the last encounter, there is essentially Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. Where you're, you can ride a sparrow on, like, ribbons through a void of just nothingness. And it just looks beautiful, like a watercolor painting in, in, in the skybox. It, that's one thing Bungie's all been good at. It's skyboxes. They're beautiful. Yeah. But as much as the reckoning has always been kind of a problematic activity, it's an interesting space, both visually and just kind of what it implies wise. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's awful. I mean, I st we still have to run it this week because I still need gear. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, oh, and I still gotta get my buddy through um, Forsaken. He's almost done with the Barons. So that's another project. It's weird. I remember the Barons being really. Quick activity, and then I like I've had to go back and do it for. It's not a reason. quick activity. It's so long. It's quick if you have someone you know ten hundred yeah. light above you just melting them. Other than that, it's just oof. Yeah. But yeah, we need to talk about the dungeon as soon as you get through. Yeah, it. no, and we'll do a full episode on that. I think because like we're gonna, we're gonna do a full Drifter episode. I think at some point too, because <sighs> I can talk way too much about. Durant yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be all, that all you on that. Yeah, <laughs> all you. We know how good I am at Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's yeah. We'll we'll have time to kind of make our way through the various parts of the game, and like part of me is kind of expecting something weird to happen in Gambit or tie into Gambit as part of the season. Honestly, like I, I don't know what it would be, but like they're making people play Gambit right now. Yeah, and you know, I'm not going to say anything about Crucible. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. I never play it. I mean, it's good for the Powerfuls and Pinnacles. Sandbox and... is bad. That's the that's, yeah. that's Crucible hot take. It's not Halo 2 Sandbox, yeah. and I, I'm upset about that. Yeah, the Crucible Sandbox will always be bad because people don't want to change up here, and it's like, yeah, I, maybe but some of the sun-setting stuff we're going to start doing will fix that, but, like, there's always going to be a recluse. There's always going to be a Revoker, like I, 
Soros regime with the, with Dawn, with the, what was it? Worthy, I, I already blanked on last season's name. Jeez. Yeah, uh, Hardlight. <laughs> and it, yeah. Oh my god, and then Trials falling on his face. I, we'll, we'll do a full episode on Trials at some point. Exactly. I just want to laugh at that dumpster fire as much as I can. I've played zero games of Trials. I have nothing to add. I played Trials for two hours last season, and... I'm sorry. No, no, I, I went in to kind of confirm my views on it, and, like, it's not a good experiment to walk into something and be like, I am like, I'm here to have you confirm my bias. My bias has been confirmed. I am out. Yep. <laughs> Dude, and then, um, what else have we done this season so far? We did control, like, four different times in this. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Um, oh, have you seen the, um, side events on IO? Like, two, there are two taken knights that you have to get together to kill. No, I didn't even know that's a thing. Yeah, uh, it's like one of those Rasputin events that were on the EDZ and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, last season where you had two frames. It's essentially that. You get, like, a little chest. It's nothing, but it's something. Uh, I think... Where do they occur at? Like, I, th- I know one occurs in the rupture. But, it you know, it's just one of those side things you can do. Yeah. It's something there. It, and it has some minor story relevance. Yeah, or at least it has implications of something bigger. Exactly. exactly. And that's what I really like about the season so far. They've added, not necessarily a lot, but they added the right stuff so far. It's all about the stuff they're implying, too. Like, it's... Yeah. In, like, this season could have just been a direct path into, yo, you're getting darkness powers next season. But it's doing a surprisingly good job of kind of twisting off the rest of the stuff that happened this year already. Like, yeah, we, we have the looming, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like, we're going to have the right. end of the year event that we had last year. I hope to God it's not the EAC. Oh, my. Yeah, don't bring that up ever again, please. Yeah. That was awful. I, I am looking forward to them doing more events like the Almighty Crash. That will be cool. Yeah. and I, As I'm long as it doesn't take two and a half hours. Uh, imagine if the event this time is Barasov coming back. I don't think I can wait two and a half hours for that. You've been waiting, what, 16 weeks or 16 months? Yeah, yeah but, you know, I'm not going to sit in the tower and, you know, just stare at my screen again for a freaking watch party just to see... If Almighty proved thin... anything, we could have left at any point during that, and we chose but we didn't, not to. We, I, I know, and that says a lot about yeah. me, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no. But... Bungie proved just what level of FOMO they can get away with and have, like, essentially no rewards for it like the number of people that were essentially streaming themselves staring at the sun tells you everything you need to know about we got an emblem yeah (laughs) it was real fun loading into gambit matches where like everyone but me had that emblem equipped look i have to show this off i'm like i'm still showing off my rare rare gambit emblems guys i don't care about this bullshit seasonal thing i watched happen nerds my emblem took skill you mean, are you saying it didn't take skill to sit in the tower for three hours? I'm... I mean, for me, it did take skill, man. Took a different you know my internet. Skill. <laughs> my internet you know, did not like it. That's true. You fought hard for that emblem. Other people like yeah. that had good internet <laughs> yeah. are just like... I earned that. Oh, speaking of, I know we're way off topic, but um, we figured out what was wrong with my modem. Oh? They never set provisions for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah, so they replaced the modem. And now I'm regularly getting 200 down on my PS4 in the basement. I, I would actually, this is a weird thing to ask people to write in about, but if we wind up with listeners and you want to write in about something, uh, Nero had just amazingly terrible internet for, God, I've, seven, eight months. The entire time I've known him, yeah, basically. and Couldn't love the tower on a regular basis. Couldn't get in Crucible for a regular basis. Couldn't get in Gambit for a regular basis. Audio cutting out randomly. And I'm not talking like the error codes like Beaver, Leviathan, Platypus, Angry Rooster, whatever the fuck they were. I, I was getting those. Yeah, no. But... <laughs> your version of Destiny was like a truly artistic expression in the worst way possible. If there's anything I am, it's stubborn. If I want to play a game, I will play a game. 
Yeah. I don't care if I have to sit in orbit for a half hour trying over and over and load and the tower to go to my postmaster and shard everything. The thing I'm curious about is just kind of how widespread an issue that is and kind of like what that experience is like in countries and stuff that don't have as good internet. Like, yeah. We got a guy, we got a guy in India who can load the, who, who played it off his phone, essentially. Yeah. And he had a better internet than me. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's true. It, Couldn't sit far enough from his PS4 as Mike wasn't picking up a uh, the fans in the PS4, but... but... You mean the jet engine? Yeah. And the, the worst thing is, you know, it's just... It would it was an intermittent problem. I could have the guy from the cable company come, and nothing would be going on with my game. But the second they leave... Oh, yeah, you that's, want... That's you internet want, at that you point. Want to, yeah, it's like, just take the modem away, give me a new one, and let's start from scratch. Make sure it's set up properly, and make sure it has signal down here, because I will lose my if I don't. Yeah. I mean, it got, it got to a point two weeks ago where I was about to throw my controller at my TV, and I knew it was a bad idea. And not just because you were playing Trials. Not because I was playing Trials, but I was loading into Gambit, right? And I would load into the game, get onto the, um, what's the ship called? Uh, the Derelict. The, yeah, the Derelict, yeah. I would load there. And that would be kicked to orbit. Yeah, I remember instantly. the time we kept trying to load into stuff and you kept getting booted. It was... Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. That was last Tuesday. And I was just so frustrated. Like, just fly... You know, on the flying in loading screen. That's where I get dropped 90% of the time. But now it's like... Yeah. I got dropped once last week and I was just sitting in the tower. I mean, since the internet got picked up. Yeah. I, I was in the tower and I got dropped. But since then, I've been able to load Gambit. I've been able to load everything without... Any issue at all. It's been fantastic. I have a new gaming experience. I can load into public areas. And there's blueberries around. That's new for me, essentially. Yeah. Like, you know, last season, going back to the surf events, I would load in and there'd be no one there. And I'd be like, I can't do it now. Okay, cool. But now I can go into contact. There's four people already doing it. I still enjoy the fact that, like, we used your bad internet as an exploit to get me so I could finally get the EDZ's lighthouse upgraded. Yep. Yeah. That was dope. That was the only beneficial moment of your internet. I would load it by myself. Yeah. Can we not talk about that? So that well, I was actually going to say, we've definitely rambled on long enough about arrivals. Uh, um, we should probably um, close this one out now. Um, yeah. Chris, a.k.a. Nero, if they want to follow you, I guess, uh, where, where can they find more of your content at? Well, I'm apparently trying to start streaming... On Twitch, obviously, but I'm an amateur. Uh, but the tag on that is Nero Maximus, capital N, capital M. Any Instagram or Twitter or anything that you want to input for this purposes as well, or now? No, we don't want to do my Instagram, my <laughs> Facebooks, or my MySpaces or my Zengas. Ooh, a Zenga. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go back to GeoCities, man. <laughs> Friendster. Okay, this is a terrible joke that needs to go. Uh, yeah, no. I, uh, you can find me basically anywhere Mordak, M-O-R-D-4-K, is being used. I'm that person on almost everything. Also, check out the Wicked Awesome cast. We talk about more than just Destiny. It's same level of weirdness. Much dumber, though. Fun way, I hope. That's what we tell ourselves. But, yeah, I think that does it for this week. How do you want to close this one out? Apathetically. Fair enough. I suppose we can say we have arrived. <laughs>